ready for tomorrow's news today. You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Lee. All right, let's try this again. Welcome to Speak Life. I'm your host, Pastor Marty Layton, and uh, it's always an honor to have you here with us each week. And by the way, we are live, if that doesn't prove it. Uh, we're live every Friday night at 7 p.m. Central Time right here in the U.S. And uh, we would absolutely love it if you would tell others about this show and invite them to our com- prophetic community. Uh, this is going to be a great night of revelation and inspiration, and I believe prophetic impartation. I believe God has a full portion for you right here, and, uh, and so we welcome you tonight, and uh, I want you to know God is a speaking God. He has so much to say about you and about your future, and by the way, He only speaks good about you. <clears throat> Jeremiah got it right <clears throat> when he prophesied, and really that's the voice of God speaking. And he said, I know the plans that I have for you, plans to give you hope and a future, plans to bless you, to prosper you, Uh, nothing bad. And so God only speaks good of you. David said, there's no way I can number all the thoughts that you have for me. And every one of them is good. I know I've ministered to people in many different churches, and uh, I've heard it several times. Uh, The pastor would come up to me afterwards and say, Listen, we wanted you to prophesy over this person or or this gentleman or whatever because we know all the issues that they have and what they're wrestling with. And we wanted God to correct him in the prophecy. But instead, what you prophesied was all great stuff over him. Listen, that is the heart of the Father. Amen. I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord plans to do you good, to give you hope and a future and to prosper you. That's God's plan. It's always God's plan. In fact, if God wants to deal with something uh, with an issue, he mostly will deal with it on a personal level. And uh, sometimes people don't understand that. But for instance, uh, when Moses was at the burning bush, God spoke to him all these great prophetic things seven major points, and uh, and then God met him at the end to kill him. And, and then who do you pray to uh, when God is, is telling you, oh, I'm going to kill you because you didn't fulfill your covenant vow to me? And, uh, and then his wife, Zipporah, saves his life and says, you're a bloody husband to me, you're a covenant a uh, blood covenant husband to me. And so uh, now can a prophet prophesy correction? The answer is absolutely yes. <clears throat> but God mostly will deal with major issues on a personal level. As a matter of fact, in most of those uh, great prophecies over people that they wanted correction uh, to come to, there was actually correction in it. Uh, but most people didn't hear it, and it wasn't discernible by most people, but that person, that person understood what God was saying. Because when God corrects, he does it from a heart of redemption and not a heart of damnation or judgment. Like James and John, known as the sons of thunder, uh, some people just want to call down fire on people that they disagree with or have an issue with. 
Uh, but the heart of the Father is always to seek and save and to bring back into alignment and, and to heal and to redeem. And so most of the time, these individuals already knew their sins, and they already knew that what they were wrestling with, and they were wondering whether God still loved them or not. So my point is, God is a speaking God. He always has something good to say to his children, and he always wants to speak life over his family. Amen. And that would be a good example for all of us to follow. God loves to declare, by the way, the end from the beginning. And he sees all the transformation in between. We don't always see that, uh, but he does. And so he declares the future. He declares the end from the beginning, or maybe even the end of a chapter uh, before at the beginning of the new chapter, or even sometimes chapters prior. And so prophetic words can be uh, sometimes just guideposts along the way to help you to be encouraged and and to help you know uh, God is working all these things together for good and bringing about uh, the results that he prophesied and promised. And so prophetic words will keep you focused and on course uh, with confidence in your in your walk with him. And so tonight I want to just jump right into the teaching on prophetic revelation and uh, that your prophecy uh, is closer to fulfillment than you think. Amen. And so prophetic revelation uh, is is how prophecy comes to pass. God gives you a revelation and he gives you guideposts along the way for you to stay on course, uh, to go his way, to make daily decisions, uh, to weigh things out, to overcome, uh, and, and to really bring areas, little adjustments every day into alignment. You know, the Bible says we, uh, we're built precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little and there a little. And so prophetic re- revelation uh, <clears throat> exposes the tactics of the enemies. Uh, that's what God gives us along the way, insight and revelation. And uh, I call it uh, intelligence on your battlefield. You know, there's always military intelligence on the battlefield. And so God gives you prophetic revelation like a like an intelligence report uh, for your battlefield. <clears throat> Remember Elisha in Second Kings chapter 6, uh, he was the double portion prophet, first of all, and he would give the tactics and the strategies of the Syrian armies uh, to the king of Israel to the point where the king of Syria was saying, who is telling uh, our secrets? Who is the one that's revealing what our strategies are? Uh, because every time we show up to attack Israel, they're not there. And uh, so one of them said, listen, there's a prophet in Israel named Elisha, and he's obviously the one uh, that's telling the secret. So every time the enemy would try to siege the people of God, uh, the Syrians came, came up to nothing. And they deduced that Elisha the prophet must be telling the secret strategies to the king of Israel. And listen, God can give you such insight that the enemy cannot surprise you with an unforeseen attack. He cannot attack you. And that's what I call prophetic revelation uh, or intelligence on the battlefield. Prophetic revelation is what you receive right here at Speak Life. There's an impartation of the prophetic anointing. And uh, I was ordained uh, over 30 years ago 
uh, into the office of a prophet. And I've walked in the prophetic my entire life. Uh, I've, I've learned about the spirit of prophecy. We don't really see very much of that manifesting in churches anymore. When I was growing up, the spirit of prophecy, the Bible says, is the testimony of Jesus. It's Jesus testifying in the midst of his brethren, it says in Hebrews. Uh, and so the spirit of prophecy, uh, when it shows up, looks like uh, <clears throat> we used to have these um, Holy Spirit-filled meetings, and suddenly somebody would just blurt out a prophecy in the middle of of worship and say, I'm the Lord, and I'm here, and I love you, and I'm working all these things together for good, and and all these things. That's the spirit of prophecy. It's Jesus testifying in the midst of his brethren. And so uh, that's the spirit of prophecy. Then there's the gift of prophecy, which is one of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit or nine manifestations of the Holy Spirit. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> and that is, uh, according to 1 Corinthians uh, 14, um, it says uh, it is for edification, exhortation, and comfort. Those three things and those three things only. Edification, meaning like an edifice or a building or a building up. Edification, exhortation to exhort you, uh, and comfort to let you know God is the God of comfort. He's He's there on your side. That's the spirit of prophecy, and uh, and so there, that you have the, I mean, the gift of prophecy. You have the spirit of prophecy. Then you have the gift of prophecy, edification, exhortation, and comfort, and then you have. Uh, the top rung of the ladder on in the prophetic is the office of the prophet. And so <clears throat> that's completely different from uh, the spirit of prophecy and the gift of prophecy. Now, anybody in the church, any believer, can operate in the spirit of prophecy and the gift of prophecy, including those in the office of a prophet. But the office of a prophet, Jesus it says in Ephesians chapter 4 that when he ascended on high, he gave gifts unto men, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And so that was Jesus's ministry, the fivefold ministry. He's the great apostle, the great prophet. He's the great evangelist. He's the great pastor, and he's the great teacher, right? And so <clears throat> the office of the prophet uh, is vital to the church. It, it is uh, one-fifth of Jesus's ministry to the church. And so being ordained as a prophet and walking in uh, the prophetic anointing my entire life, I have a strong revelation of Jesus the prophet. And if you'll stay connected to this house uh, here on Speak Life, you will too. You'll have a strong revelation of the prophet, Jesus the prophet. When we say the prophet, we're not talking about a man. We're talking about the man. We're talking about Jesus, right? And so we call this broadcast Speak Life for that very reason, uh, because that's what you get every time you turn on this broadcast. Every time you listen to this podcast, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get an inspiration, and you're going to get <clears throat> impartation, you're going to get revelation. It's going to build you up to the place where you have a solid foundation uh, in the prophetic. And Jesus, uh, uh, Apostle Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 20 that the foundation of the church 
is built on, on apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone or the, or the one that everything measures up to. So <clears throat> he sets apostles and prophets in place to measure things to. And so uh, that's the responsibility in the ministry of apostles and prophets. So uh, when you tune in to speak life, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get information, you're going to get inspiration, but you're going to get impartation that you can build your life on. Amen. And, uh, and so we're speaking God's words of life. And that's how you break through, by the way. Uh, you, you break through by speaking God's prophetic revelation, speaking words of life. And I say this week in and week out <clears throat> because I want you to understand this is God's plan. God wants you to speak words of life, speak life. Amen. This is how you break through. This is how you break through in every area of life. Jesus taught us uh, in his discourse with Peter at Caesarea Philippi in Matthew chapter 16. Now think about this. It's called Caesarea Philippi because Caesar had a headquarters there in Philippi. And so uh, in that day, uh, if anybody else uh, <clears throat> was to try to usurp uh, a position of authority above Caesar... Uh, that was that was punishable by death, and so here Jesus and Peter are having this discourse uh, about the power of speaking life. <clears throat> this is again in Matthew chapter sixteen, and Jesus asks, "Who do men say that I am?" The disciples had multiple answers, and all of them were wrong answers. And so they said, some say that you're John the Baptist. Some say that you're Elijah. Some say that you're Jeremiah. Some say you're one of the prophets. And let me give you a key. There's always going to be some sayers out there uh, who'll say things about you. They're gonna, some are going to say this. Some are going to say that. And just like with Jesus, all their inculcations, all their ideas are wrong. They're going to say all things about all kinds of things about you, but they're wrong. And what Jesus was asking, what he was asking for was prophetic revelation from his disciples. Has anyone had the foretaste of what is coming in the future? You know, today there's so many in the church that have different ideas of what God is about to do. Some say he's going to do this. Some say he's going to do that. But I will tell you, most of the true prophets are hearing the same prophetic words. And you don't want to miss, by the way, our Word of the Lord service for 2024. I've got a great revelatory word uh, for your future. Amen. And so Jesus says, who, who do men say that I am? And they have all these some sayers <clears throat> that are saying all these things. And Jesus turns around and he asks, who do you say that I am? that I, the Son of God, am. And Peter says, well, first let me say it like this. He says, who do you say that I, the Son of God, here's kind of the answer in the middle of the question, who do you say that I, the Son of God, am? And Peter, <coughs> he, he jumps in there and he says, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Now, why is that so significant? Uh, <clears throat> Jesus looks at him 
It says, now there's someone who has a foretaste of the future. That's what prophetic revelation is. Prophetic revelation is God's language. Let me boil this down a little bit further. Peter heard God speaking in God's language, prophetic revelation. And Jesus said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven, you heard God's language. Prophetic revelation is God's language. It's how he speaks. When you hear God speak, you have to make a decision. Do you release it? And speak it out, like Peter did? Or do you hold it and let it be silently crowded out by all the other things that the some-sayers are saying? People are affected all over, either by revelation or just information from all the some-sayers. You've got to make choices, daily, moment-by-moment choices, to listen to the voice of God and hear his revelation for that moment or listen to what everybody else is saying. We have to learn to listen to God speak life by speaking the language of God, which again is prophetic revelation. Prophetic revelation will ignite the future. Amen? Who do you say that I am? Well, Why is that such an important thing? Peter's brother had already told him that Jesus was the Christ when he brought him to Jesus. And uh, so what was different this time? This time it wasn't a man speaking out of his opinion, uh, a brother to a brother. It was God speaking to Peter, and revelation caused Peter to bubble up and prophesy and speak. You know, some people ask me, how does prophecy come to pass? How do you get prophecy to come to pass? Others say, you know, I have had these words for years now, and nothing has happened. Listen to me. The kingdom of God is accessed by believing in your heart and declaring with your mouth, right? That's how we all entered into the kingdom of God. We heard the good news we believed it in our heart, and we prayed a prayer. We, we spoke something. We were confessing Jesus as Lord. Or you could say we were making a decree that Jesus is now the Lord of our lives, right? <clears throat> That's prophetic revelation. That's how your prophecy will come to pass. You, you hear that prophetic word. <clears throat> Excuse me. You believe it in your heart. And then you continue to decree that word. So Jesus says, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. Blessed. Simon, you're blessed. Blessed. Think about that. He could have used any word right there. But he said, Simon, you are blessed. People say, how do I get blessed by God? Don't you want to be blessed by God? Listen, the moment you speak out, prophetic revelation, you start drawing God's blessings to you. Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. When you start speaking out, regardless of the pressure 
of everything around you. Remember I said they were in Caesarea Philippi. The Bible says that. And so to say that uh, was, uh, was something that was punishable by death. But Peter boldly declared prophetic revelation in the face of a counterculture that said, if you say this, <clears throat> we have we have censorship on our communication here here in Caesarea Philippi. We have a woke agenda here. If it doesn't line up with Caesar, uh, then we're going to kill you if you say it. And so he said, "Thou art the Christ, the Son of the Living God." <clears throat> Boldly declaring prophetic revelation will cause blessing to come to you. Boldly declaring. What God says, even in the midst of a, uh, of a cultural war <clears throat> against Christians, against Christianity, against uh, 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 the Christians having a voice, that will draw blessing to you. The moment you speak out prophetic revelation, you start drawing God's blessing to you. When you speak it out, you know, the more you speak it out, the more you'll start uh, uh, seeing it inside of you, the more that you'll start developing that picture on the inside of you, and the more you start living it out. And then when you start living out uh, what God has said, then you are truly blessed. Amen? <coughs> Remember, Jesus was walking through Israel <clears throat> in Mark chapter 11, and he sees a fig tree with leaves, uh, meaning the leaves... Uh, signify that that tree now has fruit to be eaten. And so you lift the, the, the fig leaf, and there behind the fig leaf should be figs for you to eat. But Jesus went up to that fig tree, <coughs> excuse me, lifted up the leaf, <clears throat> and there was no fruit. And so Jesus said, no one eat fruit of you ever again. Now remember, Jesus had to leave a complete picture, a complete understanding of the kingdom of God. Again, Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And so Jesus demonstrated that principle with this fig tree. He prophesied uh, the destruction of the fig tree. No one will ever eat fruit from you ever again from this day forward. So one day later, they're walking back by that same pig, fig tree, and they saw what Jesus had spoken is exactly what had happened. So much that the roots were coming up out of the ground and dried up. <clears throat> what did Jesus say after that? He said, have faith in God or have the faith of God. Say what God says. Talk like God talks. Echo God that's what that sentence literally means. Have the faith of God or echo God. Talk like God talks. Release prophetic revelation. So much that, that you could even say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and it would obey you. Therefore, whatever you ask for in prayer, when you pray, what is prayer? It is speaking to God and God speaking to you and you declaring what God is saying. He said, whatever you ask for in prayer, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. If you believe it, you're going to continue to say it over and over, in other words. 
If your prophecy, how do you get prophetic fulfillment? If your prophecy is not important enough for you to decree it, to meditate on it, to keep it in front of your eyes and in your ears and in your mouth and in your heart and muttering it to yourself, if your prophecy is not important enough for you to decree it, then how will you ever speak to a mountain and tell it to move? If you won't, if you won't declare your prophecy, how are you going to declare to a mountain, right? First Timothy chapter 1, Paul told uh, his son Timothy, this charge I commit to you, my son Timothy, according to the prophecies. Think about this now previously made concerning you. What are you doing with those prophecies, he's saying, Timothy? I'm charging you that by these prophecies, you might wage a good warfare. In other words, put it back in your mouth, having faith. When you speak these things out, believe, just like Jesus taught, speak to these mountains, have faith in a good conscience, Then he goes on to say, which some have rejected. Some people think you can live this life uh, without prophetic revelation and without declaring what God is saying and echoing God. And those have, which some have rejected that concept concerning the faith have suffered shipwreck. So some people say, well, this prophetic stuff just doesn't work. They walk away from it and they suffer shipwreck. I've seen that so many times. But Apostle Paul said you have to wage a good warfare. What is good warfare? The ones that you win. (coughs) Wage a good warfare with the prophecies that have gone over you. So start warring with your prophecies. Take Take out the giant that's trying to take you out with your prophecy. Start declaring your, that's the weapon that God gave you. War with your prophecy. Uh, you, take that prophetic revelation that God's speaking to you and declare it. War with your prophecy. You were designed to fight with your words. So fight for the side of the kingdom of God by declaring the word of God declaring what he's prophesied, declare with prophetic revelation what God has, what thus saith the Lord. Don't be tricked to fight against your destiny uh, by speaking negatively. You, you can fight against your future, against your destiny by speaking negatively. <clears throat> but rise up and receive the charge of God tonight and declare what God has said. Listen, you have the authority to shape your future, the future that God revealed to you. You have the authority to shape everything and pull it back into alignment to that by declaring prophetic revelation, what God has given to you, uh, what he's prophesied, what he has said. You speak it out just like uh, uh, Peter did. Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. God spoke out the potential of what could happen if you believe it and you decree it. Some people say, well, I've had these prophecies, but they're not coming to pass. Prophecies are potential of what will happen if you'll believe him and you'll decree it. You have to do your part. God says, here's my part. I'll make this happen. But the part that you have to do is you have to wage a good warfare with the prophecies that have gone over you. 
<clears throat> and everything in the natural, great and small, will begin to line up to what you declare. Speak life. You're either going to speak life or you're going to speak like Jesus did to the fig tree. You have to put those prophetic revelations in your mouth and you have to speak life. Amen? So Jesus says to Simon, <coughs> he says, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus says to Simon, My Father in heaven, catch that, in heaven, spoke this to you. And he tells Simon, I, I tell you, you are Peter. Some people just read right past this. They don't catch what's happening. In John chapter 1, right at the beginning, Jesus meets with Simon and says, your destiny is not to be Simon. A weak blade of grass is what Simon means. A weak little blade of grass. Uh, and you can find this in John chapter 1, verses 40 through 42. Uh, Andrew tells Simon, his brother, we found Christ, the Messiah. We found the one. He's the Christ, the Son of the living God. And when he comes to Jesus, he tells Simon, uh, uh, Jesus tells Simon, you will become Cephas. You will become Peter, which means, uh, which is the word Petros, which means a little rock. <clears throat> and now a little more than a year later from that prophecy that Jesus gave him, prophetic revelation, this word is coming to pass. And Jesus says to him, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, Simon, but my father who is in heaven revealed this to you. And you are Petros. You are Peter. This is that prophecy coming to pass for you. How does your prophecy come to pass? He just blurted it out. He began to declare prophetic revelation. He says, you are Peter. You're Petros, the little rock. And upon this rock, Petra, the big rock, I will build my church, my ecclesia, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So that prophetic revelation has to come out of Peter's mouth as prophetic revelation. You know, he, he had already heard his brother tell him this, but he didn't just have a some say uh, a mentality about it. Suddenly, he got prophetic revelation. My father in heaven spoke that to you, Peter, Simon. And now you're Peter. Prophetic revelation will change everything in your life. Peter finally got it. Simon finally got it and he became Peter. That's his prophecy from John chapter 1 coming to pass. So Simon says to him, you are Jesus the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus says, you're Peter, says, you're Jesus, the, the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus says, you're Peter. He says, you're Jesus, the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus turns around and says, you're Peter. <laughs> what was happening? Deep was calling unto deep. The deep in Jesus was calling unto the deep in Peter. And the deep in Peter was calling out to the deep in Jesus. <clears throat> the deep in Peter. Remember, he said, this isn't you talking, Peter. This is the voice of my father. Jesus was hearing the voice of his father at that moment, and he was reaffirming him. Son, you are the Christ, 
You are the son of the living God. And so the big rock, Petra, upon this rock I will build my church. The big rock is Petra in the Greek. He says, the big rock is hearing and declaring the voice of the Father. Upon this rock I will build my ecclesia. I'll build my ecclesia this way. They're going to hear the voice of the Father and they're going to prophesy. You will become what what I prophesied you would become as I build my ecclesia. I will build my ecclesia the very same way. You'll become what I prophesied you would become. Simon, you became Peter today because you grew into this revelation and you were bold enough to decree it and to declare it, and now you are it. Amen? (coughs) Do you know how you fulfill your prophecy? You hear it. You believe it. You meditate on it, just like God told Joshua, take these prophecies, keep them in front of your eyes, keep them in your ears, keep them in your heart, keep them in your mind, keep them in your mouth. How do you fulfill prophecy? You hear it, you believe it, you meditate on it, you speak it over and over and over and over and over again, and then one day in the perfect timing of God, you'll speak it out just like Simon did. You'll decree it just as Simon did that day. And the gates of hell cannot prevail against the ecclesia that knows their God and declares his voice. Amen. On this rock, I will build my church, my ecclesia. Peter, you are now a rock. Now that you have prophetic revelation, you are a rock. Now you've seen prophecy come to pass. Now you understand how it works. Now you're a rock. Come on. Whenever God reveals something to you, he is building his church. And your enemy doesn't want you to have a supernatural relationship with our Father, by the way. Every time God reveals something to you and you declare it and, and it starts coming to pass, He is building his church. So that's why the devil doesn't want you to have this level of relationship with the Father. So he does everything he can do to keep you from pressing past the the world's voices to try to capture you and to keep you in a hopeless place of despair. Apostle Paul said there's so many voices out there trying to get your attention But there's only one voice that you need to be listening to. Just one word from the Father can create an entire new world in your life. Just one word can change everything. Amen? This is the reason why God wants you to be prophetic, just like Jesus was prophetic. Amen? You may go through several processes and different situations But I can tell you without a doubt, chapter after chapter, day after day, if God said it, you can count on it coming to pass. Isaiah 55, in verse 11, it says, So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. That's the mouth of the prophet. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish 
that which I please, and it will prosper the thing whereto I sent it. It's very powerful. It's not going to return void, and it'll prosper it, but you've got to keep speaking it out. God's already programmed that word to come to... It's got the power of fulfillment of that word, that prophecy, is built in the prophecy. It's already encapsulated in that word, the power of fulfillment. You just have to speak it. It's that simple. Numbers 23 and verse 19, it says, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of a man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? You know, sometimes we don't understand how progressive the prophetic is. You've got to go through the process. God will take you test by test and add more and more and more each season the more we pass the tests. And so they can come to pass quickly, and they can come to pass a little bit longer than quickly. And then there's some that you'll hang on to for a little while, and God will really test you on some of these bigger ones. But we must learn uh, like Jesus, to say, not my will, but your will be done, day in and day out. You've got to be a warrior, amen? <clears throat> if you want to be a success, if you want to see uh, prophetic fulfillment, you want to see God's blessing uh, and, and all those promises fulfilled, you've got to get rid of the excuses, stop blaming God, stop questioning God, stop questioning His promises, and do what the Word of God says, speak life. Amen. Speak his word. Release prophetic revelation every day. God, you said this. I'm standing on this. You said this. You know, uh, I can't think of the name of of the couple, but they said, we're not going to be able to go home (coughs) in the beginning of the Gospels. says, we're not going to go home until we see the Messiah with our own eyes. God told us that. And sure enough, they were there. And they saw Jesus as a baby when he was dedicated to the Lord, to, to Almighty God. So, you know, we don't want to we don't want to come up with excuses. We don't want to make uh, uh, things slow down by by um, believing God gave up on us or all those all those lies that the enemy says. <clears throat> if you'll press in and believe God. Everything will change for you. The Bible says, let a man examine himself to see if he's in faith in the covenant with God. We have to get rid of a civilian mindset. We're warriors. We're soldiers in the army of the Lord. Amen. Uh, 2 Timothy 2, in verse 3, it says, endure hardness as a good soldier of the Lord. No, No man that wars entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who chose him to be a soldier. And if a man strives for mastery, then he's not crowned except he strives lawfully. You've got to strive lawfully. You've got to fulfill that word lawfully. Press towards the mark. Let God make the adjustments in your life. Declare his word. You know, a civilian mindset uh, thinks it's okay to go AWOL every once in a while, not really striving lawfully. Uh, but if we have the same mind that was in Christ in us too, then we've done all that we know to do to stand. We keep standing, knowing God is in covenant with us. He's making a way where there seems to be no way. 
We can get frustrated, but get rid of the frustrations of the flesh. Quit listening to the some-sayers. Quit listening to your flesh. Sometimes your flesh is a some-sayer. You know, how many have been walking with the Lord long enough to know that you know that you know? Uh, If God said it, it's going to come to pass. Everything's going to be all right. You just have to stay in faith. Amen. How do you make your prophecy come to pass? You stand firm. You declare his word and you say, you know, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And be clear about the fact that God is in control. Stand in faith. Even though you may feel like it's never going to happen, you keep progressing. You know, I've had prophecies that said you're going to prophesy to heads of state and politicians and famous musicians and actors and actresses. And let me tell you, every bit of that has happened and more. Every word is true. You don't have to have it all figured out how it's going to come to pass. All you have to do is keep on fighting. All you have to do is be a good soldier in the army of the Lord and declare his word. Don't doubt what God said. Just keep pressing. Keep progressing. Keep moving forward. Amen? One of the characteristics (coughs) of a true prophetic word and prophetic revelation from God is it's something that you have no way to bring it to pass. You have no clue how this is going to come to pass. David, you're a little shepherd boy, but you're the king of Israel. How in the world will that happen, right? (coughs) So many examples I could give you throughout Scripture. But look at where you are now and what you have now and compare it to where you were years ago. God did that for you. God made those things happen. Amen? Uh, Your part is to rise up and decree a thing, and it shall be established unto you, and light will shine upon your ways. Amen? Uh, You know, although things may look challenging, you have to say, I believe God over all my circumstances. I believe his word is true, and it will come to pass. Amen? I pray that this teaching has really excited you today. And I pray that it not only excites you and inspires you, uh, but I pray that it, it answers a lot of questions for you. Just stay in the fight. Listen, no one ever said this was going to be easy. <coughs> We're soldiers in the army of the Lord, and this is how you use the weapons of your warfare that are not carnal, but they're mighty through God, to the pulling down of the strongholds of the enemy. Amen? Amen. you got to believe God over the the lying circumstances. you got to believe God over all the some-sayers. And you got to know that you know. If God said it, it's going to come to pass. I don't care what anybody else has to say about it. It will work. Amen? God's not a man that he would lie. He's going to bring it to pass. Amen? Wage a good warfare with the prophecies that have gone over you. That's how you fulfill prophecy. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for your faithfulness to your people. I thank you for all that you've done in the hearts and the lives of so many. Father, that we've seen grab hold of this revelation. It changes their lives forever. And I'm so grateful to you, Father, for your faithfulness to me and to this 
community, this prophetic community of faith. Father, you are answering prayer. <clears throat> I've gotten so many prayer requests over the last two weeks, and I just want you to know thank you for sending those in, first of all. It's my honor, it's my privilege to pray with you. But I believe prayers are being answered right now. Some of you, you need to know God is at work. He's doing some great things. He's moving mountains right now. And we are decreeing and we are declaring together the breakthrough for your life and for your family. And so, Father, I decree the blessing of the Lord, <coughs> excuse me, the prophet's reward over those who are standing with us. And I release your blessing to them today. And we thank you, Father, that we are victorious. Thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph. Amen. 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 Thank you for every one of you who continue to stand with us. And I, I say this every time, week after week, month after month, year after year. I look at at all of those who have been faithful and, and who continue to stand. Thank you for your continual support. Uh, again, Matthew ten forty one. He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet receives a prophet's reward. Again, I decree the prophet's reward over you today. I'm declaring your mountains are moving right now. Your families are being restored uh, and healed and, and, and realigned for the purposes of God. And listen, <clears throat> you may not have voice into certain things, but God does, and he's speaking and you may not recognize it, but he's speaking to every member of your family because of his covenant love for you. Amen. And I want to encourage you, stir up the vision of God within you. Stir it up. Let the fire of God burn inside of you. Uh, let, let God's vision be alive inside of you. Amen. Let his favor go before you. Believe him regardless of the some sayers. Amen. Thank you so much for standing with us. Thank you for praying with us. Thank you for uh, uh, supporting us here in, in the work of this ministry. And I want you to know that we are, we are pioneering. We are pressing through good things are happening. I can hardly wait to tell you everything that God is going to do in 2024. It's lining up right now, even as God has been saying, <coughs> we are waging war uh, with the prophecies that have gone over us, and we are seeing God's faithfulness every everywhere we look. His fingerprints are on everything. And so thank you for making that possible. Uh, those of you that desire to continue to stand with us and bless us, bless the work of the Lord here, I want to thank you for doing that, first of all. Thank you for your faithfulness. And, you know, the Bible says to uh, bring the tithe and the offering to the storehouse. Wherever you're being fed, uh, that's where God wants you that's where God wants you to pour in your tithes and offerings and bring it all in and watch what God can do. Amen. That's what scripture says. And then when you do that, God rebukes the devourer. I've seen this my whole life, how he can do great things for so many. And so I just want to thank you for standing with us and thank you for those who are who have been so generous. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. God will cause men to give into your bosom. That word bosom talks about your vision, talks about what's in your heart. 
And so when you give to others' visions, uh, God gives to your vision. Amen? Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. God will cause it to happen. Amen? And so for those of you that desire to give, uh, it's very simple. We've made it as easy as possible. You can uh, give in many different ways. The easiest is probably text giving. Uh, you can text any amount to the number 84321. It's 84321. And there's a QR code on your screen if you want to uh, scan that with your phone. You can do that too. Uh, but you text any amount to the number 84321. And uh, I believe this. <clears throat> This is going to be an amazing Christmas. God's about to surprise you at Christmas time. Christmas is going to be great. And uh, those of you that want to uh, uh, to give, there's also a, a, a link in the, I make sure I cover all this, uh, in this, if you're watching on social media, there's a link at the top there of the comment section. You can click on that. You can give that way. Uh, you can go to our website at lifepointchurch.cc. Lifepoint has an E on the end of it, lifepointchurch.cc, and there's a button you can click on and give that way. Uh, for those of you that prefer to mail in your offering, you can mail it to P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. That's Lifepoint, P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. And thank you again for those of you that are have been faithful in supporting. Uh, speaking of Christmas, I want to encourage you uh, to check out our sponsor, Mike Lindell, and MyPillow.com and MyStore.com. Uh, I do want to encourage you to, to be honest about this. Check it out. Go there and check it out. You'll be so surprised at how much there is uh, and how how big of a discount you receive uh, by using the promo code Marty. <coughs> now, he's been a supporter of Speak Life since day one, and he's made this huge discount available to every one of us uh, in this community of faith. And so use the promo code Marty. Uh, you'll, you'll see discounts on the pillows, on the blankets, on the, on the, um, the robes, the, the sheets, the towels, the, I mean, there's so many things. Uh, what uh, someone told me the other day that they got a, a, um, a device that resharpens uh, their razor blade for shaving and saves them all kinds of money that way. That's all right there at mystore.com and my mypillow.com. Use the promo code Marty. Uh, if you prefer uh, to call your order in, some people prefer uh, calling in their order. I know that when I call, uh, when I make an order, I call it in. It's just a little bit easier for me. The number that you would call is 800 859-2938. It's 800-859-2938. Just tell the operator you want to use the promo code Marty. You'll receive the generous discount. And I want you to know we're so grateful for every one of you that visits mystore.com, mypillow.com, and, and uses that promo code. It's a blessing to us in return. And uh, thank you for supporting uh, uh, for supporting us and supporting those who support us. Amen. Amen. I also want to remind you again that we're live every Friday night at 7 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, on YouTube, 
and on Rumble tonight. We had some uh, technical difficulties. It was in our was outside of our control, but uh, I appreciate you hanging in there with us, and we got it back to, back to functioning. And uh, but we're live every Friday night, seven p.m. Central Time here in the U.S. And it would be great if you tell some others uh, to tune in as well and help us in that way. For those of you that like podcasts. Uh, check us out on Charisma Podcast Network, on Spotify, on iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, take a minute, give us a five-star review, and help us out that way. But I believe you'll be blessed by the podcast. Amen. Uh, social media. Follow me on all social media, at Marty Layton. You're going to find me on every platform, at Marty Layton, on, on X, on Facebook, uh, on Truth, on Getter, on YouTube, on Rumble, on Instagram, on Parlor, on Frank Social, on Telegram, all of, all the different ones. You'll find us there. And so follow me, subscribe, ring the bell, uh, whatever the platform asks for. Do it so that we can stay connected during the week. And uh, we just appreciate your support. And uh, tell others again, tell others about it. Amen. And thank you for tuning in to Speak Life. I pray that you're encouraged and you're empowered every week by the word of the Lord that comes through this platform. Amen. God gave this to us, and we want to be faithful with it to inspire, to encourage, and and, and to impart unto you uh, as God has given to us to do that. And our hearts are to equip you so that you can know the voice of the Lord and you can flow with it and enjoy the life that God has destined for you to walk in. Amen. Amen. We love you. We appreciate you. Proverbs 18.21 declares, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. I believe God wants you to have hope, and He wants you to have life, and that more abundantly. And He wants you to remember to always speak life. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Speak Life with Marty Layton. Please help us spread hope and share this podcast with a friend. Join us again as we speak life into our world.